This is AM Rush. I'm your host, Alex Mitchell. We're doing a special edition of the show today, and we've got something in the oven. We're talking with the one and only cake boss, Buddy Velastro. His new show, Big Time Bake, premieres tonight on the Food Network. We're going to talk to Buddy about what to expect from this six-hour running clock competition about cookies, cakes, and cupcakes. A lot of cool stuff. Sounds delicious. I want to eat all of it. He's going to tell us more about it, and he's also going to give some baking advice to people like me who don't know the difference between a bowling pin and a rolling pin. Buddy, we're going to go to you now. Join now with the one and only cake boss, Buddy Velastro. Buddy, you've got Big Time Bake premiering tonight. I know you must have a lot to say about it. Talk about the show. Well, I'm real excited about this show because it's something that I wanted to do for a long time. You know, it's about bakers being bakers in more of a natural habitat in their own kind of environment. You know, you see a lot of these competition shows and, you know, there's a cupcake round, a cookie round, and a cake round. Well, that's not really how it works in a bakery. You get in the morning and you're like, all right, I'm going to put the cupcakes in the oven, start the cookies, and then in between I'm making a cake, right? So that's, that's what this competition is all about. It's six hours of time on a clock. The clock never stops. So you continue to work through the whole competition. And then um, you have four competitors. Each gets an assistant. And they give, they're given the team. So the team could be, you know, under the sea. So in the six hours, there's three rounds of competition. You're going to have the first round is a cookie round. The second round is a cupcake round. And the third round is the cake round. So when I say start, you could decide on whatever you want to work with at, you know, any given time. But at the two-hour mark, your cookies are due. The four-hour mark, your cupcakes are due. And the six-hour mark, your cake is due. Along the way, I eliminate one person per round, right? So, uh, you know, after whoever's cookie I like the least, boom, their kitchen's closed. Whoever's cupcake I like the least, boom, the kitchen's closed. And then you're stuck with, um, well, not stuck with, you have two people who are finishing their cakes, um, and whoever wins, wins the grand prize. And you know what's great about it is that I know it might sound complicated a little bit the way I'm explaining it, but it's really not. It's really cut and dry because they are working like they would in their bakery. And you see some people's strategy is like it's about time management. It's about kind of, you know, how much emphasis do I put on the cookies or the cupcakes? You might be the best cake decorator out of any of the competitors, but if you don't make it past the cookie round, it doesn't matter. You can almost be done with your cake in the cupcake round and get sent home. So um, it really becomes really interesting in that time clock, in that scenario, um, and, and I can't wait to do it. Well, I can't wait for everybody to see it. And that's got to be so exciting. Like you said, it's it's in a natural habitat for bakers doing things in the way that they would normally do rather than having things shaped differently. And I think the idea of the running clock makes it feel almost like a soccer match. Like every second counts. Maybe you don't get stoppage time, but that's so cool. And now what I want to ask you, buddy, break down 
what is the difference really between having to do cookies, cakes, and cupcakes? Like, what's the difference in the style there? Well, again, you know, um, they're all different doughs. You know, cupcakes and cakes are a little bit more alike because it's cake batter. Whether you put it into a cake form or you put it into cupcakes, at the end of the day, it's still cake. Cookies become a dough or, you know, something a little bit more different. Um, But to see how people are taking the themes, right, how do you make your cookies under the sea? Do you make little octopus cookies or you flavor them a certain way or how do you bring that, you know, wow factor into them? Um, And the same with the cupcakes. So it's really interesting. And I got to tell you, the best part of the whole show was the end result. I mean, we had some amazing cakes, and I feel like it's because we didn't stop and start the competitors. I think that, like, if I'm a baker, I get in the morning, I want to go. I start making my cookies, I make my cupcakes, I make my cake. I feel like you feel more like you're in your own environment rather than, hey, the cupcake round. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, of course. Because what are you doing for 20 minutes while the cupcakes are in the oven? Watching them bake? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're always moving around and jumping back and forth, and it really shows people's time management and strategy. I can't wait to watch that. That's going to be so cool to see people actually go about it where, like you said, they're not just sitting waiting 20 minutes. They're they're doing everything at once, just one to another, back and forth, and I just wish I could taste some of the things that are coming out of Big Time Bake. I really do. Buddy, it was I'm some not, amazing stuff. Of course. I I can imagine. I'm, the way I would describe my palate, I have a sweet tooth, and it just it's one of those nonstop things. It's like you eat a cupcake, and then you eat another, and then you eat a dozen, and it, it just keeps going. <laughs> I love that kind of it stuff. It just don't stop. Yeah, that's, that's what I feel too, man. You know, it's, the, the problem is food tastes too good, whether it's sweet or savory. We all uh, struggle with that addiction of food. You know, it just it just makes you feel better. You know, and again, I know that healthy food tastes good too, but there's just something about fattening food that tastes a little bit better. Just a little bit better, you know? It just it has that at-home feel to it, and oh, yeah, get hungry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, buddy, another question that I wanted to ask you or kind of get your thoughts on, Obviously, it's such a crazy time in the world. Yeah. Do you see baking as being something that a lot of people could get into as almost something therapeutic, as just kind of an outlet or a release to kind of just escape from everything that's going on and and create something delicious? Well, to be honest with you, it's funny. Because of COVID, which has been crazy, devastating to so many different people all over the world. And um, the fact that, you know, now, thank God, things are starting to open up a little bit. And and I know that we're resilient people as Americans will come together or as a world and and beat this disease and and really come out stronger. But it's funny because I was talking to someone the other day and they said that the center aisle baking department in every supermarket is basically sold out. Wow. They said that, you know, there's been like a huge push for people to like bake at home and do things. And, and honestly, I, I, that's probably the only benefit that I would say from COVID is that people are spending family time. 
They're on lockdown. Your kids can't go to school. So you're there as a family, right? And, and again, you know, you're only working so many hours. Your, your uh, kids got school for so many hours. They can only play video games for so long or how much television you could watch. And then you're like, all right, let's do something. And, and you see a lot more people wanting to bake and cook and, and, and be a little bit more, um, uh, what's having a little bit more courage to, to make different things. And I, and I think that that's been a huge benefit in COVID and spend more family time together. Now I am a novice when it comes to anything in the culinary arts, savory, sweet, whatever. For people like me that are kind of jumping into it for the first time, they now have this opportunity that they really haven't had before and they want to they want to learn, they want to jump into it. What is your advice for people just getting started with baking? Well, I think, you know, first off, baking and cooking are a little different. So if you're cooking, it's not as much of a precise science. And what I mean by, and I don't want to take anything away from cooking or chefs because I have the utmost respect for them. But if you put a little extra salt or a little less, it's not going to kill the dish. If you don't put enough baking powder, you put a little more, you can have a big problem baking. So baking is a little bit more of a science than what you have to do. Um, but for me, I think that it's about doing it with your heart. No matter what you're going to do in life, you have to believe in yourself. You have to dream big and just really never give up. And if you do that, I think that you, anybody could do anything that they put their mind to in this world. And for people starting off, what's like, what's a good recipe or, or a good starting dessert to make that kind of, it's like, you know, you have the training wheels on a little bit. Um, maybe try tiramisu. Tiramisu is a nice, easy one. You know, it's just about, uh, you know, you can buy store-bought ladyfingers, and, you know, it's just about, like, whipping some mascarpone and, and some egg yolks and whipped cream, and, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a layering dish, so you can make it in a casserole. It's almost like making the lasagna, right? So um, I would say tiramisu would be a good one to start. You know, buddy, I have to say, I take a lot of flack from my fellow millennials on this, but I'm a big tiramisu fan. I love it to death. I really do. Yeah, why? Millennials hate tiramisu? What the hell? Apparently, What's going on? that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they haven't had the right tiramisu. That's, that's what the problem. I say every time. <laughs> <They hate> it. <laughs> uh. I, I love it. it. It's so good. It's the Italian in me. I, I just, uh But, yeah. Whenever I go out, you want to get the tiramisu? Oh, no, I don't really like that. That's an old people. No, 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 no. It's delicious. It's great. I love yeah, it. listen, I think that with anything else, like, you have to have an open mind and open top to what the old timers ate, to what the new kids eat. Like, you have to go into it and and try to be brave. And, and if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But I can tell you, if you try tiramisu and it's made right, you become addicted. You don't have to tell me twice. I've been addicted for at least 10 years now. Oh, well, that's good to know. I, I might experiment with some tiramisu. Never made it. I've eaten it, but haven't made it. Not that bad to make. Now, if you're kind of moving up and uh, going grade by grade, what would be after tiramisu to make? I mean, again, you know, baking and cake decorating are two separate things. You know, being a cake decorator, you, you I don't want to say that you care less about the taste of it, but you're more focused on making it look pretty on the outside, right? right? So you might um, make your icing a little bit more sugary to make it stiffer, 
so that you can do different things with it, right? Um, so when you get into cake decorating, it's about having the right tools and understanding the consistencies of thing. And, you know, I mean, we're blessed today with, you know, there's so many things online you could find for, you know, to show people. And you have so many amazing, talented chefs out there and bakers where you can learn just by going online. That's something I know you guys as millennials love to do. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we love that internet. <laughs> um, Listen, I'm not that old. I'm only, I'm only 43, so I'm not like that far off. Oh, but, and, you know, sometimes I feel uh, older. In, in my mindset, you know, I, I guess I came from the generation where the phone still had a cord, you know. Jeez, yeah, that I, I was five when that started. Uh, started. I was going telling out. my sons the other day, you know, about like you know, they were talking about they're starting to like talk to girls and stuff, and I said, yeah, you would have to call the house and like ask the mom or dad, can I talk to them? And oh, that's I would like take my phone kitchen and like go into the, go in another room and you know try to close the door and it was it's just a different world texting is a uh, revolutionary to say the least and there are many <laughs> teenage boys myself at one time included that were very grateful for it buddy something else that you mentioned to me you said that the pandemic and everything and quarantine gave you an opportunity to have family time now what have you been doing through the pandemic just to to get by and spend time with your family well to be honest with you what we've been doing realistically i've been pretty busy with online orders you know so we've been doing um a lot of online shipping and a lot of my employees didn't want to work through covid because a lot of people were scared so my wife and kids came to work with me and we kind of worked as a family unit to facilitate the orders that we had um, which, which was amazing bonding time, but we also cooked, we also hung out, we also played cards, we also, you know, played um, video games, we went fishing, you know, we, we did family activities as well. Coming out of the pandemic, what do you see for the future of cake decorating and baking? Like, what is going to have to change for people to start coming in, doing more things in person versus online? Um, I think honestly, realistically, it's just, they got to loosen the restrictions. I mean, I started opening bakeries, uh, last week and I'm continuing to open it and hopefully the next couple months I'll have all the bakeries open and we'll get back to some sense of normalcy. But I also think that realistically, you know, there's something nice about going on your phone, hitting a button and then something shows up at your door the next day. Right, and I and I think that there's a movement towards that before COVID. Uh, let's be realistic. I mean, you know, that's really where the world is going. So through COVID, I really focused a lot more energy on that because I'm trying to bring my product to people anywhere in the country where I don't have the bakery. Um, you know, the store is open 24/7. People could order anytime they want. Right now, I'm just working on logistic things so that I can get the price point down because there's a shipping. You know, people are always like, oh, you know, but you have to send it overnight. It has to be frozen. It has to go in a cooler. You know, sometimes that's 60% of the cost of the cake. It's just the... You know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, again, you know, to send a cake from here to California is probably 30 to 50 bucks, depending on if it's one day or two day. Right. Then the cooler is probably another six to eight. 
So, you know, with the ice. So, you know, you're already starting at $38. So, you know, how do you make that free shipping? You know, they say free shipping, but, you know, it's been blended into the, into the cost of the thing. But you say to yourself, listen, if I can get anybody a cake delivered for 40 bucks to their, to their front doorstep, 50 bucks, I'd probably sell a hell of a lot more of them rather than it being 70 or 80, right? Yeah, before COVID, we've, as you said, you know, millennials love the online stuff, and it's interesting. To- well, I don't think it's just millennials, man. I think it's the world. I mean, my old, my wife, uh, well, she's a millennial, well, 1980, so she's right there, right? It's like, well, but, you know, that's all she does. She doesn't you go to stores really much anymore, you know? Um and if if we you if you don't change in business, you become a dinosaur and you become extinct. Yeah. So you have to do everything. So whether it's putting stores in high traffic areas, whether it's changing your model to have certain things that people will come in more frequently for, or whether it's offering you to get the cake delivered to your house at a at a value driven price. You know, me, I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a survivor. So I can adapt to do what I have to do to make it work. You got to do what you got to do. And of course, sounds like not only are you getting through, but sounds like you're doing very well. You know, buddy, there is another question that this one actually comes from my mother who has been making my birthday cakes for 24 years that she's been itching to have this opportunity for me to ask you. And that is, how do you get fondant icing to be even? To be smooth? To be smooth and even, yeah. Okay, so you have to knead it first. So like you cut it out of the package or you break it out of the package and you have to knead it like you're kneading dough. And you have to knead it. The longer you knead it, the more elasticity because you activate the gums inside by the heat, right? And then you know you roll it out and and make sure the cake is refrigerated with a, like a crumb coat of buttercream and then it should... Uh, be good. I'll have to relay that information to her. She's uh, made mistakes in the past, but we don't need to get into that. Um, <laughs> buddy, thank you so much for coming on AM Rush today. Hey, my pleasure, brother. You, you were great. This has been awesome, and, and thank you for saying that. Is there anything else you want to tell me about Big Time Bake or just anything going on at all? Listen, I just think Big Time Bake is going to be an amazing show. I hope you guys enjoy it. I really... Had a lot of fun making it. I hope you check it out. And if you want to get some of those delicious goodies, go to carlosbakery.com and um, try the rainbow cake. It's everybody's favorite. Rainbow cake. I will certainly make note of that. And I'm old school. I still like going to places in person. So as soon as Me I get too. the opportunity. Me too, but <laughs> it is what it is. Of course, of course. It's, you know, things are changing. It's efficient. I will get one online and I will go in person to cover both ends. You got it, my brother. Okay. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. And that was AM Rush. 9 p.m. tonight, Big Time Bake premieres on the Food Network. Don't forget to check it out. And remember, New York, wash your hands.